thank you. Thank you for joining our podcast. Each week, we're going to have a powerful word as we attempt to show love in the community by enlisting, embracing, and empowering people in Christ Jesus. So we want you to listen and join in on this powerful word today. It's your season. It's your season. What you've been going through, you don't have to go through anymore. It's your season. Anybody really believe that today? It's your season. You've been struggling too long. It's your season. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's bow. Father God, we thank you today. We thank you for this day. We thank you for this moment. We thank you for this hour. We thank you for this season that we're in today, Father. We can feel you leaning in our direction. And so, God, we pray today, Father God, as you lean into our direction today, Father God, help us to hear what it is that you would have to say today, Father God. Help this, let this word today, Father God, pierce our hearts and our minds today, Father God, so that we can get all that we've been called to get today, Father God, so that you can speak to our hearts today, Father God. Lord, we thank you today. We love you today. We give you glory today just because of who you are today. Father, we love you. We give you praise and glory in the precious name of Jesus Christ. We pray. Let us all say amen, 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 amen. This is my season. This is my season. Amen. If you don't mind, reach down, grab your Bibles, turn with me to Psalms chapter 34. Verse 1, Psalms chapter 34, verse 1, amen. Psalms chapter 34, verse 1, hallelujah. When you found that, just stand for the reading of the scripture. Psalms chapter 34, verse 1. Psalms chapter 34, verse 1. My God. Words. Psalms chapter 34, verse 1. Amen. If you're in your Bible, you probably see right before verse 1. It's not on the screen, but it says this. Of David, when he changed his behavior before Abimelech, so that he drove him out and he went away. That's just the reason on why he wrote the Psalms. And then he says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul makes its boast in the Lord. Let the humble hear and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he answered me. And he delivered me from all my fears. 
Amen. Amen. I want to use for a topic. I just want to look at your neighbor, just ask him this question. Are you fit to be the Lion King? Amen. Amen. You may be seated. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Are you fit? Amen. To be the Lion King. We have been going through the move, God at the movies all summer. Amen. Last week we talked about Spider-Man. We talked about when they see us. We've gone through uh, a lot of the summer's top hits and we've tried to hear and see what God was saying throughout those movies. Amen. And so this week we are talking about the Lion King. Amen. And uh, I'm not going to spoil it for you because if you saw the movie 25 years ago, uh, it's already been said and done. Amen. We all know how it's going to end. We know how it's going to begin. So uh, uh, we're, we're looking at the Lion King and the Lion King is a story about uh, the king's son, actually, Simba. It's the story. It tells the story of Simba and his journey to be king. It's not an easy journey. It's filled with swift transition. Anybody have a life story that's filled with swift transition? There was a songwriter that said, life is filled with swift transition. Brother Mike just said, I'm praying for my, for my favor, my season of grace and breakthrough, but things happen because of swift transition. Amen. And Simba is a lion. His name means lion. And from the looks of things, he's born with something he's not prepared to handle. Matter of fact, he's not prepared to handle because, you see, Simba is born at a disadvantage. Not because he's a lion. The lion's DNA is really not fit to be king. Its DNA is not really what makes the lion the king of the jungle uh, because lions are not the tallest things in the jungle. That would be the giraffe. Lions are not the largest animals in the jungle. That would be the elephants. Lions are not the heaviest animal. That would be the elephants as well or rhinoceros. Lions are not the smallest animals, but lions are identified as the king's of the jungle. As a matter of fact, I asked myself, why aren't the elephants named the king of the jungle? Because the elephants are just as big or bigger, uh, twice as big as the lion, but the lion is known as the king of the jungle. I think it's because the lion has what I call, and Dr. Miles Monroe calls, a leadership spirit. Amen? He has this thing called a leadership spirit because when you mess with a lion, everybody comes and they swarm and they're going to attack you led by the person who, the lion that's in charge. But if you mess with an elephant, an elephant, the one that got caught is going to stay there and get attacked and everybody else is going to run and hide. Amen. And a lot of times we at church, people get attacked by life. People get attacked by situations. People get attacked by swift transition. And if we're not careful, we'll begin to judge and we will begin to leave them where they've been attacked at. Amen. Is everybody following me here today? And so our attitude changes as a result of attack. If you just do an inventory of your life, your disposition changed as a result of the attacks that you have faced. Amen. Anybody face some serious attacks in your lifetime? Anybody face some serious stuff that almost made you lose your mind? It changed your disposition. And so you had to come down to the question of, am I fit 
for promotion? Am I, am I fit for favor? Am I fit for grace? Am I fit for the next level of blessing that God has for my life? Amen. And I want to help you today because the lion has what I call leadership spirit. And listen, God loves the lion. I, as I was looking this week and studying this week, listen, God loves the lion. There are two things, there are two animals that God identifies himself. One is the eagle and the other is the lion. The eagle is known as the king of the air, and the lion is known as the king of the jungle. Amen? And so because God identifies with the lion, if you want proof, Hosea 11 and 10 says, they walk after the Lord, they, walk, they will walk after the Lord, he will roar like a lion. If you go back through, you can find 15 to 20 verses where God identifies himself as a lion. He does this because he loves the fact that the lion has the mentality that once I make my mind up that I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. Amen. My actions reflect that. My demeanor reflects that. Who I am reflects that. And it doesn't matter what the disadvantages are. All I can see is what I know to do. Is there anybody in here that knows what you're called to do? Know what you're supposed to be doing? Know what you're supposed to be saying? Know what you're supposed to be going? If you really do understand that, then I got to ask myself, why am I not where I need to be? Yeah. Because the question really is a question of significance. Where are, who are you? See, I just want to ask you this question because if I'm really going to be fit for king, I've got to answer the question of significance. Who am I? I mean, when I look at myself, who am I? I ask this question a lot of times, and people really can't answer the question, who am I? Matter of fact, you, answer the, you ask somebody the question, and somebody's going to say a teacher, somebody's going to say a doctor, and you say, who are you? And they really don't know what they're telling you is what they do, but they never tell you who, you, who they are. And so what I want to challenge you today is to look deep down inside of you and answer the question, who am I? I love people like Rafiki because in the movie, he asked Simba, he says, who are you? I know, you, I know you've been Hakuna matata in all this time, but I want you to come here and follow me. And then when he looks at his reflection in the mirror, in the, in, the, in the water, he says, I just see myself. He says, look deeper. I want to challenge you today to look deeper into yourself. Amen. I want to challenge you today to look deeper into who you are and what you're doing. Listen, David was a servant. That, that's who David was. David was a servant of the Most High God. And whatever God had for him to do, that's what David did. It wasn't hard to figure it out. Now, he occupied a lot of different offices, but his chief role was servant to the Most most high God. Are there any servants in the house? Every time somebody asked David to do something, you always saw David serving. He starts off, it's a little bitty small chore. He starts off watching the sheep. He starts off fighting lions. He starts off fighting bears. But every situation you see, David is serving. Matter of fact, he writes Psalm 34 because he's in the position of servanthood. 
you don't believe me, listen, if you go back to Samuel 21, you'll see that David has been run out. Saul has run David off, and David is on the run. He's like Nino Brown. He's on the run from the establishment. He's trying to run, and he's running, and he's running. He doesn't know where he's going. And then uh, Abimelech knows that David is on the run, and Abimelech is really trying to get David to serve him. Abimelech in this text is trying to get David to serve him. Now, Abimelech and David are not on the same team, but because God didn't lead him to Abimelech and because God didn't lead him to serve him, he doesn't serve Abimelech. Matter of fact, the text says plainly that David played crazy. Hold on. I don't have a house to stay in. I, I don't have a nice car. I don't have a comfy retirement. I don't have all of these trappings to make my life comfortable. But yet, uh, this dude offered me a job and a position, and I'm going to play crazy and stay where I am? David says, yes, that's exactly what I'm going to do because God didn't tell me to serve him. And a lot of us are in some predicaments in life because of the people and the places and the things we have decided to serve instead of God. We want to be comfortable instead of saved. We want to be happy instead of full of joy. We just want everything to just work out, but we never have to work in God's plan. I've got to understand that if I am a servant and if God has called me to take the next step, that I've got to do it when he calls me. You know what that means? That means that I can't operate and do what I want to do. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, Some, somebody getting a little upset at me. Don't get mad at me. Listen, listen. David doesn't operate in what Matter of fact, Saul is trying to kill him. He has the opportunity to kill him, but he doesn't do what he feels like doing. He does what he's been called to do. And I want to tell you, you'll get to be the king if you just stay in your lane. And the only way you can stay in your lane is if that you know how significant you are. Does anybody know really how significant you are? You really understand how significant you are? Because significance leads to influence. I got to help you today. Significance leads to influence. I don't have to copy what somebody else is doing. I don't have to want what somebody else has. I don't have to covet my neighbor. Because if I just see how significant I am, God can use me. Amen? When I just see where God is taking me, God can use me. If you go to the, 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 that word significant really comes from the word signal, amen? And when you go to the signal light, amen, there are sometimes you have to do, if you go there on red, what are you supposed to do? Stop. If you go there on yellow, what are you supposed to do? Slow down. If you go there on green, what are you supposed to do? Go. Now, I can't go when the light says red and expect not something not to happen. And a lot of us are taking off because we want to and we're crashing over and over and over and over again. And our insurance can't cover it. Amen. That's why we got to be walking in assurance to make sure that God can give in, that God can ensure where we're going. Amen. But what do you see? See, 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 what, 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 what do you see? Who are you? See, when I look at myself, what, what, what do I see? 
See, a lot of us, we, we can't see what God is telling us because we're looking at position. Come on now. Uh, I, I'm looking at somebody else that's a CEO, and I want that po- I want to be that. Pos- I want that position. I'm looking at the manager, and I say, I want that position. And 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 you got to understand that the position holds me hostage. The more you strive for position, the more the position holds you hostage. So I looked at the movie, there's a, you got to ask yourself, what do you see when you look at Simba as a young pup? Simba, Simba sees the position of kingship and he saw the opportunity without responsibility. And so opportunities without responsibility I see the position, I don't see the responsibility. I idolize the position, but I really don't want the responsibility because when daddy was gone and the responsibility came on him, Simba had to take off and flee because he never put himself in a place of responsibility. But if I don't have responsibility, I don't have influence. So then Simba hangs out with Pumbaa and Pumbaa's uh, is Swahili for foolish. Wow. You, you, you didn't know that. Pumba, the name actually means foolish in Swahili. It means foolish and not attentive to details. Some of you have missed where God is trying to take you because you're operating around people that make you feel good by being either foolish or not attentive to details. You can't get your stuff together because you're being comfortable with Pumbas in your life and they telling you Hakumba, Huda, Kuna, Matata, and you really never get to the next level. Simba was on pause. To me, that is the most tragic part of the movie is when they sing Hakuna Matata because Simba abandons purpose. Foolish, not attentive to detail. And the reason why you do that because you say to yourself, I don't matter that much. I'm not that smart anyway. I'm not white enough. God ain't told you to say that. He, he, there's, no word in, there's no word in his word that says you're limited by your skin color. I don't care how much they want you to go back. I don't care how many cheers and chants that they say. If you know who you are, I know I have significance here. And guess what? I will be voting to send you back to where you came from. Or I can see things from Scar's lens. He saw the position with no constraints. Like our president does. See, 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 when you got a good king, people envy a good king. They, they envy the respect, but then he doesn't realize that there, there's a price that comes with leading at a high level. And so he wants the position. He gets the position, but now he kills everything in sight, and nobody wants to serve him. That's why people get fired, 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 fired. But then you can see it from the Mufasa lens. And he said in the movie that the, that the kingdom belongs to no one. He basically says, I'm just a steward. And my job is to serve others. My job is to protect others. 
My job is to be a blessing. And this is where David is. His job wasn't to get his own way. His job wasn't to build his own name. His job was to be a blessing to the God that called him out in the first place. And no matter how many people called his name, no matter how popular he got, no matter how the population loved him, he still saw fit to love God with all his heart. And so that way, even when he fails, even when he messes up time and time again, because he has that one mindset, God says, now that's a man after my own heart. Because he, even though he's failing, he knows who God is and where he needs to be. What do you see? What, what do you see? Because when you see what God calls you to be, you become a person, an influencer, and influencers see the inherent gifts that's been implanted in them. Are you, are you an influencer? Because I've learned that when, I'm, when, when you're people that are significant, influence other people. That's why the Bible says last week, it says, it says go ye therefore, hallelujah, and make disciples. Because I know who I am, and so because I know who I am, I'm influencing somebody else. But I can't influence somebody if I can't see the gifts that God has given me. So once I see the inherent gift, there are some stuff you were just born with. You didn't do anything to get it. Simba, he doesn't do anything to get the, 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 this, this, this role. He's born into it. You've got to be able to look deep into yourself and see what you were born with. Because your righteousness is filthy rags. So it's not about you. You know what it's about? It's about who your daddy is. They're not going to mess with you because of who your dad is. Some stuff going to happen, but it, it can't take you out because of who your daddy is. Who's your daddy today? Who has influence in your life? Who speaks to you today and you listen? You've got to have a know to who your daddy is. Once I know that, I can, I can answer the question of surrender because when I know who I am and whose I am, I can surrender to the precepts of who my daddy is and what my dad has called me to be. So that question is, where are you? Can I help you today? Where are you? When you honestly, when you look at your life, where are you? Are you where you really want to be? You know, when you do an inventory of your life, are you really where you want? I mean, you, or, or are you just, you know, looking for good vibes only? Am I just, you know, chilling, singing Hakuna Matata? Not really comfortable where I'm at, but just kind of, you know, hanging with people. They make me feel good. We kind of have a few little problems. Where are you? Where, where are you? And let me help you with that. You are where you are motivated to be. Did you hear me? You are exactly where <laughs> you're motivated to be. Did you, I'm going to say that one more time. You are exactly where you are motivated to be. There's some stuff hadn't changed because you aren't motivated to change it. 
There's some stuff that haven't turned around because you haven't motivated to turn it around. I know this is kind of hard right here. There's some stuff that's still the same. There's some ways I still look at myself and my life goes round and round in the same circle because I'm not motivated to switch it up in my life. I have to understand that when I'm ready to be who God wants me to be and I get angry about where I am, then God can literally change what I am and take me where I need to go. But a lot of us aren't angry about where we are. You got to understand, at some point in my life, I got to look at myself and say, I'm not going out like that. Is there anybody in here that just gets to a point where you say, I ain't going out like that. If I got to get a second job, I ain't going out like that. If I got to get a new job, I ain't going out like that. If I got to go to school and get more education, I ain't going out like that. Because I know I'm not where I need to be. You got to get to that point internally so that you can see what you need to do. And, 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 and as a result of that, you need to be surrounded by mentors. I'm not talking about good time friends. I'm talking about mentors, and you got three levels of mentors, and you got to know, you got to be able to identify your mentors so that you can know exactly where you are. See, there are some people that have uh, some mentors, and they are below your level. And a mentor that's below your level is a Pumbaa. He makes me feel good, good time friends, but a lot of us are listening to our haters, too. We got, we got a scar on our team. And so because we got scars on our team, we give our stars too much attention. And so because we hang out and listen and try to feel validated by our haters or feel revenge toward our haters, that's giving them too much attention. There's some stuff you don't even have to address because you're not on my team anyway. You wasn't at my anointing, Scar. You a hater. You got to stay away from me. I don't want to listen to you. I got to make sure I got people that are around me that are for me. But you got some people that are on your level. Amen. There, there are some people that are on your level that can help mentor you. They can help gauge you. You're saying you want to be uh, promoted on your job? Get somebody that's working beside you. Amen. Tell them that one person about what your goal is, what your vision is, and let them feed into you what they see to help people above you see what the people around you are seeing. Amen? There are some people that are on your level. Amen? That's, that's knowledge. She's in the movie. She, she's on his level, and she always tells him the truth, but she always challenges him and never lets him win. It ought to feel uncomfortable with a knowledge on your team. But he still runs to it anyway, but he has somebody on his level, but then he has some people above him that he listens to. Now, when he's in trouble, it's because he's given the people under him more power than the people over him. Let me say it again. When he's in trouble and get, got, get in problems that he doesn't feel like he can fix, it's because he's talking to the people under him more than he's talking to the people over him. And every time I've learned in my life that I get in seasons that I'm stuck, it's usually because I'm talking to people under me instead of talking to people 
over me. Amen. There are some people around you that are over you. Amen. There are some people around you. If you, you don't even have to go no further to people, you can get in your prayer closet and there's a God that sits on high. He's above you. And if you just sit and listen and not just give your wish list and just pray and listen and meditate and let God speak to you, somebody over you will give you direction for where you are. I, I, I got to only let people with wisdom speak into my life uh, because mentors that are over me water the seed. Can I help y'all today? God never made anything without a seed attached to it. You hear me? So the fact that you're here today, God has something for you to do. When Jesus gives the Great Commission, he doesn't say uh, some of the people uh, go make disciples. He says everybody. Why? Because everybody has a seed. Now, whether or not you follow the process, that's on you. But you've got something in you that God wants to use. I've got a seed in me that has to germinate. I've got a seed in the ground. And he's blessing. What did he say? No more stressing. I'm not stressing because I see that I'm in the process. Is there anybody that says, I'm just in the process right now? It's not. There are some people that's in a process where you're reaping the seed that you've sown and it was unrighteous. But there are some people that's trusting the process. And I got this seed germinated where nobody can see. It's covered up. Nobody can see it. But I know that I'm just going to trust the process. And because I'm trusting the process, even though I don't like it, even though it doesn't feel good, I can still get excited about who God is. Why? Because I know that if I trust the process long enough, the seed is going to show up. Amen? That's why Les Brown said this. He said, people will add to you, multiply you, subtract you, or divide you. He said, he said, in your life, in your life, you're looking for your mentors, you're looking for people to hang around. I got to ask myself, is this person adding to me or multiplying me? If they're adding and multiplying to my life, they're watering the seed that's in me. That means they won't tell me everything that I want to hear. But they're adding value to my life. They're adding wisdom to my life. And so since they're adding to me, I can spend more time with, me, with them. Because if they're dividing me and subtracting me, they're taking away from what God has placed in me. Did that help you today? Because I got to get to a point we got to get to a point where we don't sit around and look like everything's okay. You know, I, I share with my kids my challenges from time to time because I tell them all the time, you know, it'd be a sin and a shame for you to make the same mistake I made. I mean, I made this mistake so that I can learn from it. So I'm telling you so that you can learn from it so you don't make the same mistake that I made. So I'm mentoring you so that you can operate at a level above me. So at some point in life, if you missed in just half my mistakes, at some point in life, you should pass me up. Because there was a mentality I had at 18 to 25 that if I could just go back to those seven critical years, I would do a whole lot of stuff different. Why? Because I've got wisdom, so I try to give it to my kids. 
So I got something. I got, I got, I got, I got to understand who am, who's around me. But you are where your beliefs took you, amen? So I got I to I I help myself get past uh, negative thinking. You are where your beliefs took you. So just, 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 just let that sink in for a second and say, am I, you know, what do I believe about myself? You've been struggling your whole life. Your beliefs took you there. You've been having relationship problems your whole life. Your beliefs took you there. You've never had any money in your pocket. Your beliefs took you there. You are exactly where your beliefs took you. I want to challenge you today to surround yourself with people that are going to make you better and not comfortable. Because you don't have a lot of time to stay where you're at. See, you got kids in this building, and at some point, they're going to be where you are. So if you stay where you are and never grow, your kids will literally pass you because you never change your belief. And at some point, I got to fix my belief system. I, I, I talk about eliminating negative thoughts. I said, uh, 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 alleviate negative thoughts. De remove yourself from the ants in your life because I understand that everybody's going to have a battle in their life, but you're where your beliefs take you, amen? I don't care who you are, what you're doing, where you're going, everybody has some battles. And let me tell you something about your battles. Your battles reveal your beliefs. Did you hear what I just said? Battles reveal your beliefs because battles are testing what you truly believe in. I know you said what you believe in, but when that battle came in, what mode of action did you take? Did you really take and get down on your knees and start praying and finding people that were above you that were going to challenge you? Or did you just go big in your closet and just never come out and you just suck for a long time? Listen, your battles test your beliefs. So listen, I'm not running from the battle. Battle, I'm running to the battle. You can find this video on on a, on a, on a YouTube. It's a it's a video of the lion, and uh, the lion, the lion was uh, in the jungle. He's by himself, and uh, he's 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 surrounded by a whole group of buffalo. It's an actual video. I wanted to see how they attack, so I went and looked at these videos, and I was like, wow. He, he, he runs away from him, he gets around, he finds some bushes, he gets down, and he just, he, don't, he doesn't run from him. He just hides for a minute. And as soon as they get close, he just attacks them. He attacks a whole herd of buffalo, and everybody leave except the one he grabbed. It's a battle, but the only reason he won, I'm sitting there thinking, why didn't they all just surround him and attack the lion? It's just one. And it's just because their belief system was all messed up. See, the lion knows one thing. Uh, the, the lion knows one thing is that when I make up my mind to do something, I'm going to do it. The elephant, the lion wakes up with one thing in mind. This is why people, the, the, the jungle respects him. He wakes up with one thing in mind. When he sees an elephant, he sees a buffalo, he says to himself, that's dinner. 
He said, that's dinner. I don't care how big it is. I don't care what the odds are. That's dinner. You know what the elephant think? You know what the buffalo think? I'm getting ready to get eaten. So as soon as I spot him, I take off running. I'm not trying to fight. As soon as I see him, I'm trying to run because my mentality is different. The way I think about myself is different. Let me help you. Soon as you, you lose your job, what do you think? Soon as your money gets to looking a little funny, what do you think? Are you, are you trying to attack because I know that I'm the victor? I know what God called me to do. I know where God has me. I know what I believe about me. I know that I'm qualified for the next level, and I'm just going through this time. Or do you run and hide? Listen, I want to help you today because God wants you to make sure you're not all over the place because your belief is a direct result of your faith. And if you don't have any faith, your beliefs are all over the place going here and there, and you never real get stable in your life. And so because you can't get stable, I'm going from job to job because on one job, I should have just fought for my job. On this job, but I quit. On this job, I should have fought for it, but I just ran away from it. God says, stop running and fight. Some seasons, you got to fight. Some seasons, you're going to have to battle. And if you never battle, if you stay in a place for a prolonged period of time, there are going to be some times that you got to fight. Yeah. i never forget, I was at, uh, I was at, I was at Palestine High School, my first year teaching. I was a, uh, I was, I was what you call a floater teacher, amen? Y'all know what floater teachers are? If you ever taught, you hate being a floater teacher because a floater has to just go from class to class with a big old cart. You teach in this class, you walk over to this class. And uh, Palestine ain't really all that friendly uh, sometimes. And uh, I had a teacher that didn't like me. I don't know why she didn't like me. I mean, I could make some assumptions as to why she didn't like me. Amen. But she didn't like me. Right. So 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 every time I go in a class, she she would she would make complaints to the principal. So. Uh, it got to the point that as a first year teacher trying to, get your, get, trying to get your grounding and trying to figure out what I'm supposed to be doing first off, then have to deal with all this stuff secondly, it started to bother me. And every day it would just, it would just eat at me because this lady is steady attacking me every day and I'm just taking it. Well, one lady who was a mentor to me, who had taught me and had taught for a long time, got wind of what was going on. She didn't say, take it. She told me something else. She said, why don't you write uh, the principal, the, a, the, the, the uh, APs, and then tell them you're going to CC it to the people downstairs. Every day, you just take a picture of what's going on in your classroom, take notes of what's going on in there. Every single day when you get to this classroom, just send a letter saying you're trying to figure out a solution to this problem. So I wrote the letter up trying to figure out a solution. So what happened was when the people got wind of the letter, people in influence got wind of the letter, they came to me to try to work out a solution. Now, once we, once we worked out the solution, not only did the principal like me, but then they also gave me a little extra money to do what you call teacher mentoring. 
I'm just a first-year teacher. Why do I get a little bit more a promotion as a result of conflict? Because I didn't gossip to anybody else, but I still fought my fight. Listen, I got to help you today. There are sometimes you're too busy talking about stuff that you just need to be silent and keep fighting the good fight. Nobody told you to complain every day. He just said, look up, look to the hills from which cometh my help. Don't look down. Change your continence. And I guarantee you, when you change your continence, you, don't, you never have to question your stability. Because David says like this, he says, I will bless the Lord. <laughs> At what time? All times. I don't care what's going on, I will what? Bless the Lord. My haters look like they're winning, but I'm going to do what? Bless the Lord. I don't have any money in my pocket, but guess what? I will bless the Lord. It looks like I want to give up, but guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to bless the Lord. I want to give up my own self, but guess what I've decided to do? Bless the Lord. And what God will do is he will give you footing to stand on. And once you have footing to stand on, it changes your attitude. I'm not walking in there defeated. I know who I am. I'm not walking in there depressed. I know what God has for me. It is for me. I'm not walking in there tripping about because I know that you can't touch me because I am who God says I am. Anybody had your stability question? You don't know where you're going. You've got to understand to, to take value in where you're going, becoming because your value is, is tied to your promotion. Your value is tied to your income. Your value is tied to what God has for you. But you got to understand that you have a responsibility and that is to bless the Lord. That means I got to praise God. Anybody got a praise on your lips? When you think about what you came from, you ought to bless the Lord. Because I want to help you. Your attitude precedes your altitude. I want a promotion, but I got to make sure my, out, my attitude is right. I want this, I want that. Is my attitude right? Can I really praise God through any circumstance? Can I really praise God through any circumstance? Can I really trust God when I can't trace God? Can I really just surrender my will to his will? Can I really just look at myself and say, self, you are more than a conqueror? When I really get to that place, I have stability in my walk. And it doesn't matter where I am, when people look at me, they know who I am because I've decided that because I'm going to bless the Lord, I'm going to bless his people. Because my attitude changes my altitude. Because I decided to bless the Lord, I've decided to bless other folk around me. The question is, how do you wake up? Do you wake up with the focus on blessing people? Do you wake up with the focus on blessing the Lord? Do you wake up with the focus on being somebody that changes and has influence or a person that's influenced by other people? I will bless the Lord because my attitude changes my altitude. And once I decide to bless the Lord, I begin to not only know the Lord, but I also know Simba. Amen? Anybody know who Simba is? When I really know Simba, I know that I have significance. 
When I really know Simba, I know that I have some inherent gifts. When I really know Simba, I really know that I'm motivated to do what God has called me to do. When I really know Simba, I know that my beliefs line up with what I'm talking about. When I really know Simba, my attitude matches my altitude. And a lot of us can't get to where God wants us to be because our attitude doesn't match our altitude. And truth be told, we just don't think big enough. Summer, we are going through God at the movies. Each week we're taking thoughts from the most, from the best, the biggest uh, movies of the summer. We want you to follow and go along with these thoughts as we empower the people of God to see God at the movies. This week we're doing Spider-Man Far From Home. And I asked the question, are you a hero? Are you wondering? If so, check it out.